Immerse yourself in rich biblical history and Christian heritage with Vision Tours. Exploring Australia, the Holy Lands and other global destinations. Forge bonds of lasting friendship as you fellowship with like-minded believers and discover a new richness in your faith in Christ and a broader understanding of the world's Christian heritage. Enjoy the fellowship of a lifetime with Vision Tours. Explore upcoming tour packages at vision.org.au slash tours. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. And it's my privilege to bring to the airwaves Martin Oles, the Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Welcome along, mate. Tell us your thoughts on uh, the election result across the weekend. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, doing very well, Matt. Uh, good to be with you. Um, of course, the election result, from my perspective, uh, is a slightly challenging one in the sense that our job will not be easier uh, over the next three years or so. But, Matt, I think there are some, if I could put it this way, especially for those who might be feeling a little bit of disappointment, um, I must say uh, there are some silver linings in the way that this has played out. Now, a lot of people uh, were up at midnight hearing Albo do his... Uh his uh, acceptance speech at the, the, on the night. We, did you stay up? What time did you stay up till on the big night? Oh, I was up really. I can't even remember Matt now, but <laughs> I did see Matt. I did uh, see uh, Anthony Albanese, and uh, we, I, I, I followed it all the way through to the end of the coverage. So mm. it was very, very late indeed, and uh, I was tired uh, over the weekend, but I still got to church in the morning, uh, and I still did my <laughs> bit. So that's important, folks. Good work, and <laughs> it was good to good. see. It was good to see Scott Morrison was in his church, and he yeah. gave a bit of a speech about his final, you know, his final words as a prime minister. Um, you know, it's uh, a lot of people will be a bit sad uh, losing a Christian prime minister, our first Pentecostal prime minister in our history. Um, are you coming across a lot of people that are a bit uh, walking wounded at the moment? Yeah, I think people, um, a lot of people were expecting that a change might be in the air. So there's that. I certainly was, and I've been saying all along that it was more likely than not that Albo would uh, win the election. Uh, also, we've got to bear in mind that the Liberals were going to lose at some point, you know, whether it was this time or next time or, you know, they'd been in, in government for a few terms, nine years. Um, and, uh, you know, in Australia, that's just the way it goes. There will be a change. So that's sort of perspective setting. And I had that perspective before the election. So I, I guess I was kind of prepared for whatever was going to happen. Uh, so um, whilst it maybe didn't affect me so negatively because I was ready for it, uh, I have certainly seen a lot of people who are upset because of Scott Morrison's faith uh, and because they know that there are a number of key people uh, in Labor who will be in leadership positions who will be quite anti-faith. Um, that's just the reality of the sort of characters that are involved. Uh, and look, it was it was um, kind of melancholy, wasn't it, to see Scott Morrison at his church reading those scriptures. He was quite emotional. Mm. Uh, and it just reminded me that uh, it's very, you know, I have my criticisms. Uh, I, I really do. There were some things that happened in the last three years that just shouldn't have happened with, with Scott Morrison in place. But anyway, uh, the fact of the matter is uh, so few of us really have access to uh, the burdens of that role, uh, the unthinkable pressures uh, of a role like that. Um, and just that, I mean, it, is, it really is, um, it takes a special kind of person to be able to even stand up to uh, the pressure, the burden uh, and the, the trouble and the trial and no doubt the attacks 
that come with senior leadership, especially uh, in the secular world, especially at the national level. So, you know, I was reminded of that, and I've, I've tried to be very, very restrained in my criticism of the Prime Minister because I know that over the last few years, and I think that came out in church yesterday. So I think people should continue to pray for him uh, in this season uh, and his family as they readjust. Uh, and no doubt he'll have doubts in his mind and um, things will come and he'll think, I could have done that better, I could have done this better. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> let's pray for him and, uh, and, 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 and for, you know, uh, this season in his life. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, uh, Martin, I do the uh, Word for Today every day on Vision and uh, I, I read the Word for Today yesterday and it had 1 Timothy 2 verse 1 to 4. Uh, pray really. for kings and all who are in authority. Uh, you know, we need to pray for our leaders, and we need to pray for yeah. Albo. We need to pray for the Greens. We need to pray for all those yes. that are uh, that are in office now. Uh, that uh, oh, God yeah. will speak to them. God, God can speak right. to uh, every person, whether they're close to Him or not. And uh, we need we need uh, to continue to lift them up and pray that they'll be men and women of integrity. That they'll have godly wisdom. Uh, and now l- let's get back to uh, the Liberal Party for a moment. Interesting to see that a lot of the moderates have lost their seats. Mm. Is there a bit of a shift happening in the Liberal Party now, you think? No, there surely is. So I mentioned, I think, at the start of the interview, that there's some silver linings coming through. So I've known that the Liberals are going to lose at some point soon-ish. Um, and the fact that is, well, the question for me is, well, what will be the manner of their loss? Will it be an improvement or will it not? Uh, and I'm here to say without a doubt that it's improved the Liberal Party significantly going forward as an opposition force and a potential future government. Um, and uh, also, I think, if I may insert ACL into the picture, I think ACL had a role in this improvement. Um, just to give an indication, so at the moment, there's 15 seats that the Liberals uh, seem to have certainly lost. Uh, I would say, uh, from my looking at the individuals involved, uh, at least 12 of those 15 were seats held by people who weren't really liberals at all. They were um, what they call moderates, the sorts of people who cross the floor on religious freedom and uh, Christian schools to vote against them, uh, the sorts of people who stand up for all sorts of nasty anti-Christian social policies, literally uh, 12 of the 15, and some of them were leading uh, moderates, uh, as they call them. I call them lefties. But, you know, they, they really were leading people in that movement within the Liberal Party. There's uh, three seats that are in doubt, but the Liberals are behind, likely to lose. Two of those, again, are key sort of um, wet or left or moderate Liberal people. The party going forward will have stronger Christian values. I'm pretty confident of that. ACL actually campaigned in some of those seats, uh, and we found out that, you know, awareness of our campaign message in Reed, Wentworth, North Sydney and Bass was really hovering around 40% two days before the election. So that's people who saw the message and connected it to ACL and actually had that level of processing in their heads. So they really were aware of it. And of those people, we found that between 25 and 33%, depending on the electorate, said that the message affected their vote. So we didn't make the difference as ACL between the Liberals winning or losing, but we certainly made sure that what happened was that as they lost, uh, uh, four of the five Liberal MPs who crossed the floor to vote against religious freedom and vote against Christian schools have lost their seats today. And the last one hangs in the balance. Wow. It's certainly interesting to see uh, the, uh, the shift that we're seeing in our nation right now. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the ACL. I, I've been uh, following uh, your posts on social media. I've been uh, watching your videos. You know, and a lot of Christians really have been a lot more politi- politically 
active uh, in recent years. Are you, are you coming across, mm. across that in your circles? It's quite phenomenal, actually, Matt. That's a huge trend. Uh, I've never seen Christians more engaged with the political process and more, um, more, more sure about their engagement in the sense that people don't have any doubts like maybe they once did that should Christians be interested in this stuff. They're all thinking, well, yeah, we should be interested in this stuff because if we're not interested in it, it's going to come for us at some point. Uh, and they just are confident that this is a Christian thing to do. This is part of being salt and light in our world. And I'm really encouraged that there's a move starting, a real change in the way people approach their vote. They're doing so thoughtfully, considerately. They're actually using the resources that we put out before the election and they're using them diligently. A lot of those people today are saying, oh, you know, I feel like I threw my vote away or all that work wasn't worth it. I just want to say, well, no, no, no. We're starting something quite new here. This is the beginning of a bit of a revolution in the way Christian people um, and people who think like Christians uh, are approaching their voting. And if this continues to spread, long term, it will actually change things in a pretty big way. I mean, if you get a massive move of people who vote for people, not parties, who are voting below the line in the Senate, that'll change the way the whole Senate vote plays out if, a move, if that move continues to grow. So this is something good. We've just started, and I think we should continue to do so. And I'm so glad that people are taking their vote responsibly. But I think I said to people just before the election, look, uh, you know, take your vote, voting uh, uh, job seriously, research it, you know, be diligent, be responsible. I said, go to bed on Saturday night like it's up to God, and he's in control. He's the one who removes kings and appoints kings at the end of the day. We're just called to be responsible, and then we're supposed to rest easy that God is in control. Mm. And two of the big issues that I know ACL focus on are religious freedom and Christian schools. How are those two issues going to be affected after the election? Yeah, definitely more challenging, Matt. I know that the, I mean, the Liberal Party had promised to bring back the religious discrimination bill pretty much as it was. They'd also promised no changes to Christian schools, which was a big deal. And we were really sort of hoping that, uh, you know, against the odds, they might get re-elected for that reason alone. Unfortunately, Labor has a slightly different position on the Christian schools front. They said that they will reintroduce a religious discrimination bill. That was a commitment they made to us in the, uh, in the campaign. Uh, so that's great. But they also said, no, there will be changes to the rules around Christian schools. And we're concerned that those changes will affect the ability of Christian schools to actually have policies and codes of conduct in their schools that uphold Christian values. I think Labor is going to try and make it very, very hard, for example, for a Christian school to have a policy on gender being male and female, uh, bathroom usage, uniform allocation, pronouns, that kind of stuff. Uh, Labor's changes, as they currently look, are going to make that impossible or very difficult for Christian schools. It's our job to try and change that, um, and we'll need people's support to achieve that. So we can expect campaigns there if Labor don't change their mind. We're also really concerned that they might be uh, coming after Christian schools' right uh, to be able to uh, employ staff who share their faith. Now, of course, if you don't have Christian staff, you don't have a Christian school. <laughs> it just can't work. Uh, but it looks likely that uh, they're, they're coming after that as well, or at least they've got one eye on it. So we're concerned not so much about the religious discrimination bill, but we're very concerned about the future of Christian schooling in this country. And, and I think that's a really crucial thing to protect. So like I said, we might need a lot of people's support as we go into campaign on those issues during this term. And that 
for me, is one of the big changes we, we could see under a Labor government. And, you know, I've, I've had a couple of friends uh, post on Facebook saying, you know, um, obviously uh, a lot of Christians are socially conservative and, and we'll, we'll be disappointed. Uh, but sometimes when... When, when a more left-leaning party is in is in control, and when the when the nation lurches to the left in this, sometimes it can be a wake-up call for the church to pray and to speak up and to actually be activated in this area. Um, would you say that's also a silver lining? That is definitely true. Um, you know, I wish it didn't work this way, but it kind of does. Uh, I'll tell you an example. In Victoria, you've got um, Daniel Andrews as the Premier, and over the last few years, uh, he's actually the longest-serving Premier in the country, but what he's done is pass so many laws that attack religious freedom, undermine Christian schools. They've already gone after the rights of Christian schools to prefer Christian staff down there. They're ahead on everything. They've brought in these change and suppression laws that are effectively criminalised the gospel if you're telling it to an LGBT person. It's so, so bad and far worse than many people realise. But I must say the Christians in Victoria are, are, are much more aware of these problems uh, than the general population. And what we find is that the ATL supporters down there are the most zealous, the most committed, the most activated by orders of magnitude. Whenever we get a volunteering day, Victorians outnumber the rest three to one. Whenever we do any kind of activism or any kind of phone calling campaign or any kind of door knocking, the Victorians show up and they stay longer than anybody else and they knock it out of the park and do more than anybody else. When we have an event in Victoria, everyone, all the king's horses and all the king's men show up (laughs) and there is absolute zeal down there and it's because of the political climate. Uh, And I love it, actually. It's amazing to see God's people rallying, standing up, being salt and light, being witnesses in that way. And, you know, there's a sense in which that fire comes uh, when when times are tough. Mm. And who knows, maybe times will get tough and that fire in the belly will come and we're going to see some real revival. That's my prayer, because I think Australia needs revival. I think that's where we're headed. Uh, and that's, um, that's, that's the only way out of where things are going or the only way to turn it around long term. Amen. And I love hearing things like, you know, how the ACL has been sending out Bibles. And, you know, I, I know you're very passionate about sharing yes. the gospel as well as standing up for, for Christians' rights. Uh, and, and on that topic, I was actually just in Tasmania on the weekend. Uh, we saw over 603 people come to Christ uh, with Will Graham preaching the gospel in Hobart. Uh, he's in Launceston next weekend. And uh, I caught up with my good friend Andrew Corbett as well. Now, he was on ABC News 24 last week talking about uh, this similar leg- legislation in Victoria is now being pushed in Tassie. And uh, mm-hmm. he was on the ABC uh, TV talking about it, speaking up for, for uh, you know, the Christian faith. And, and he's very, very well spoken. But he, he actually mm-hmm. believes that it's going to be even worse than the Victorian laws. W- what's your take on that? Wow, if it's worse than the Victorian laws, it'll be the worst in the world because mm. the Victorian laws are the worst in the world. Um, I, I am definitely concerned. The, the, the only balancing factor in Tasmania is that um, you've got a Liberal government in place and whilst the Premier isn't a Christian and he tends to be, you know, uh, you know on these issues he's not great, let's put it that way, uh, but he does have quite a few people in his party, bearing in mind that the Tasmanian Liberal Party is small, Quite a few people in in his government, in his party there, who are strong Christians and are in senior positions. So my prayer would be that their influence could could soften this. 
and it might not be worse than Victoria. I mean, if it is, well, you know, like we said, challenging times are upon us. Mm. Uh, and it's, uh, it's really great to hear that going on down in Tasmania. Hobart's a bit of a spiritual wasteland, to be honest. Launceston's very Christian, mm-hmm. but to have that going on in, in Hobart is awesome. And, you know, we're going to continue to distribute millions of Gospels and do various things like that in the rest of the year, because I think that's, that's our main hope. Mm. And these laws may come in, but you know, uh, when Daniel heard about laws like uh, the, when Daniel heard about laws that were going to uh, restrain him from doing what was right, he did what was right anyway, uh, and God blessed it. Mm-hmm. And we may even find ourselves in those sorts of situations in the coming years, and it'll be a real test. Uh, but um, you know, God moves in those times, and God uses the witness of His people when we stand up and be bold. Absolutely. Well, Martin, uh, we're praying for the Australian Christian Lobby. Uh, We're praying for our leaders. We're praying for our nation. And, you know, uh, like I said at the start of the interview, a lot of people will be a bit disappointed with the uh, outcome of the election. And, of course, it's different all across Australia with their different seats. But, you know what, let's let's also believe it's going to be a wake-up call for the church to pray, to speak up, to be active, and to, uh, you know, stand up for our faith in this nation and, and believe that we will be walking into our destiny as the great south land of the holy spirit that's our prayer uh, martin it's always a privilege to catch up and if people want to look you up on social media they can uh, search up martin isles or search up the australian christian lobby uh find out more at acl.org.au always a privilege to catch up mate thanks for your time thanks so much matt thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from vision christian media to find out more about us go to vision.org.au